once the borders open up, we're going to see some summer loving. Um, migration hopefully will start the early simmerings, maybe next year. And if we start to see some tourism, we're going to see huge numbers come out of the property yeah. market. Hello everybody, it's Dominic Neshi and the crew, Sam Assad, Lewis Heaton. Thank you two fellas for jumping on the show today. Very exciting. Um, we are going to be doing, what's well, State of Origin this week? Not that I mm -hmm. follow or watch too much football and we thought it would be interesting to talk about um, the, 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 the three main states, so Victoria, um, Queensland and New South Wales. And we want to chat about what we think is going to be the most the top performing market over the next six to 12 months. Um, we've got a lot of good data analytics that we can reflect on, but then some real good quality personal experiences because we've done a lot of traveling recently. So fellas, I'll, I'll put the question over to you. Jump in whenever you like. Uh, what state do you think is going to perform the best or what do you think the, the biggest opportunity is over the next six to 12 months? Sam, have the floor. No, no, you you first. You know where I'm going to head with it anyway, so... Yeah. I think there's... <clears throat> where do I start? I think there's opportunity in Melbourne. I think it, it... I think Sydney's always... I think Sydney might reign supreme, but I think the opportunities in Melbourne, and which will go into further along for Queensland, I think there's a long, long-term uh, opportunity. But over the next uh, maybe year to two years, I think uh, I think Victoria, in particular Melbourne outskirts, is probably the safest bet. And I'd also I wouldn't sleep on Canberra. Okay, so I've just said all the Canberra states, into the mix. Yeah, I think I think Canberra. I I've had a bit of a U-turn of Canberra over the last two weeks, and and looking at the and and why it's going to continue to grow, and you know and politicians, government money, government jobs, high-working individuals. I think Canberra's can't be slept on, but uh, as probably what uh, Sam's going to back into right now, I think Victoria, in particular Melbourne, is the is the opportunity for probably the potential to, to, to get into the cheapest and the most room to grow. Well, mate, let me, let me, before Sam jumps in, but, you know, Melbourne, so let's just do some quick stats. Yeah. Uh, mm. the, this is CoreLogic data. Since the start of this year, Sydney has grown at 11%, Brisbane has grown at 10%, and Melbourne has grown at 5%. So, you know, why do you think Melbourne over the other states, and by the way, just as a side note, Canberra performed at 15.6%. So, you know, Louis onto it. Canberra has certainly performed uh, the strongest mm. next to Hobart. Um, but, yeah, why do you think that Melbourne is the opportunity? I mean, it keeps them going into bloody lockdowns. It's hard to mm. do business over there. And also, mm. we've got the stamp duty rebates that are going to go away. So, mm. there's a few tailwinds in that market. Mm. Reality is, I think that the pandemic has affected the market um, in some retrospect because we had a lot of well, – we're not we. I'm, I, I live in Sydney, but Melbourne had a lot of – um, uh, had a lot of people actually leave Melbourne um, itself. Um, there was actually an article that that um, that was recently published um, that saying that there was a lot of people actually now resorting to to reside, you know, in either Sydney or the Gold Coast or down in the Sunshine Coast. And I feel like that big lockdown that happened late last year had affected um, in some in some retrospect emotionally 
um, um, uh, you know, to the way, you know, to the way the market was performing. And even though, and, and there was some confidence that was lost um, for Melbourne. But needless to say, even though there are only another lockdown now, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's still yet to surp, like the population is, is, is on track to surpass the next three to four years. And I know I've mentioned this in my previous podcast, but markets, um, you know, fluctuate and, and, and they went through their big COVID depression last year and there was a bit of a lull and there's, there's you know, a, a peak happened at the, start of, at the start of the year and I feel like there's there's still some decent modest growth as opposed to you guys mentioning, oh, um, Sydney 8% and, and Canberra, you know, 10, 15%. I think there's spikes and generally when I see a market that spikes, there's always a, a um, you know, a, a, a really sharp drop that follows um, so yes, it didn't grow like, you know, the other cities, but I also feel that there's, um, you know, the, a, a bit of a modest growth. I, I feel like we'll, we'll hover around nicely and continue to increase regardless of what goes on, um, you know, in terms of the pandemic, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's still, um, you know, a big front runner in, in, in my opinion. Would you guys agree? You're, no, look, I, I think you're, I, I think you're right. Uh, I, I don't. I'll reserve my judgment on which one I think is going to perform the, the most, but I think that you're right. So just some other statistics that we've got from um, census data. Um, Victoria, interestingly, this is the first time it's happened, lost 6,500 people in net migration. So it was severely impacted by this whole COVID thing. Everybody fled the state. Sure. And the big, the big uh, state that got... Basically, everybody was Queensland. Queensland, yeah. They, they, they had a net surplus of 9,700 people. I know people, so, Dom, that have left to, to Queensland personally and have said the words like, don't want to live there anymore. Um, and, and I feel like, you know, for what they went through and, and the way they got locked up, they're calling it the prison state now. I, I feel like it's really hindered, um, you know, uh, I think people's confidence in the property market. And I feel like those figures really reflect of, of what they went through. Mm. I've got my, my younger brother that's currently locked down saying he's over this city. So it, it's mentalities like that, that I feel as though um, is, that businesses, properties are, are going to take the hit. Um, but I also believe that, um, the the silver lining in, in all of this, if there's any, I don't know, I say that comfortably in a you know in a city that we're not in lockdown. But the silver lining is is that I feel like you know that that you know that could possibly mean bigger and better things for Melbourne in terms of maybe more incentives from the government, maybe more of a, a you know a big campaign to get people back in. And I feel like when the borders do reopen, I know I keep mentioning that because it plays a big role to our economy, but when the borders do reopen, I feel like it's there's going to be some serious heat, and I feel Melbourne um, right now is being looked down upon. But it's 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 um uh, I feel like it's 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 going to get a, a you know a, some kind of growth in the near future. Clearly, I've got pom poms, Melbourne pom poms on, <laughs> but I, I I'm a serious believer um, as but opposed to Sydney. And, yeah. No, for a market to grow still five percent, even and they well statistically took the hardest hit out of all the states. It's still a pretty confident run. Like, it, 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 I know what we were talking about before, yeah, Melbourne only grew 5%, but like 5% is still 
pretty it's still you're still receiving some nice growth con- you know considering what happened to them and or you know what's what's going to happen to them so i think the bounce back you write some i think the the potential for the bounce back if you look at the state who handled covid the best canberra like you didn't, we didn't even hear about a, a an act canberra lockdown at all obviously there might be some hidden reasons behind why or what, what, what's going on there but they grew they outgrew everyone else so now when a bounce back happens and as Sam said, we reopen and whatnot. I think five percent is shouldn't be um, shouldn't be frowned upon. I think it's got a lot of more more room to catch up, a lot of catching up to do. Well, so you let's think just it's make- a sleeping giant. Mm, so you think I it's think a sleeping so. giant? You know, because and look, we all went there just the other day. Other day was months ago, whatever. <laughs> but you know, um, the I think that this you're right. This is a short term thing, and people are very short term. Creatures, like we, yeah, yeah, like short-sighted we, for sure. Short-sighted, but when you yeah. go there, it's still fucking Melbourne. It's still beautiful. Mm. It's still lively. nice. Yeah, it's know, still lively. It's still such has a pity. everything. It's such a great state. I think that you're right, and especially coming into the, the colder months, people go like, "I don't want to be in Melbourne. This sucks because it's so yeah, cold." Sure. But I actually think that you're going to see those spring shoots. They say this when summer comes, spring shoots, summer season coming. I reckon we're going to see a huge Victoria revival, yeah. especially if we if they drop the borders. Yeah. Um, you're going to see a massive resurgence in Melbourne. Yeah, I, I really, really do believe that. But let's just put it in like easy, simple figures to you know our listeners. If you own a property and in Melbourne that's six hundred grand, and you got five percent growth on that, well, how much is that in, in dollar value? It's thirty k. Thirty I mean still pretty good so it's it's not like it fell into a negative um, yeah that's what's, yeah you know so so it, to me it's it's still a, a really a great front runner um and honestly who wants to live in canberra anyway <laughs> so um well, <laughs> interestingly i think you're right and, and in spite of all of the noise and in spite of covid and in spite of taking all the hits you know the the, the most recent uh, auction clearance numbers show that Victoria uh, was the strongest performing state. So 94% of auctions that were held sold, which is huge. You know, uh, New South Wales, 89%, Queensland, 70%. Tasmania had 100%, but there was only two auctions in the whole state. So whatever. Um, let Let me just ask you guys, what do you think? We just came back from Brisbane the other day. What do we think about Brisbane? I mean, it's it had some outstanding numbers for many many years brisbane's basically done nothing it had 10 yeah. percent price growth um it's one of those states that has an extraordinary yield so that the the amount of rent that you receive is much yeah, better than nuts. sydney or melbourne yeah um and you know it, it's easy for us to kind of poo poo brisbane and, and say we don't like it that much but we went there we had a great time um some of us had a better time than others but what do you reckon what do you think about brisbane Louis? Um, I'll be the positive light, I think. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I wholeheartedly, I believe in it. I think that if you're, if you're looking to flip the coin and make money in, in the first five years, I don't think you should be buying there. I, I, I can see Brisbane uh, as because what happened to Western Sydney maybe 10, 15 years ago. There's just – it's hard to picture and it's hard to imagine as there's so much greenfield, that there's so much development space and potential and there's not enough 
well, there's no, there's no migration or international. There's no migration. It's interstate migration. People are going to Brisbane. I get it. But property prices and, and you get piece of land cheap. But it's you got to it's it's buy it now, close your eyes, and you know wake up in ten years time. For me personally, it's not. I think I think it's good to to, to get a piece, but it's not something that's uh, one. It, it's it's not it's not bougie. It's not nice. It's not something that didn't really doesn't really tickle your fancy for me personally. But it's one of those things if you put it in your portfolio or like you buy you buy a piece of it, or you buy two pieces of it. And you let it sit, and and you sort of set and forget about it. That's probably the strategy that I take. Mm. But you have to you have to really close your eyes and imagine hard because it's not easy to. Because you see fields and fields and fields and fields and cookie cutter stock, and it's hard to think that there, there's potential there. But I mean, no one thought there was potential in Sydney's northwest. So. And, and what's happening, you know, what was Northwest 10 years ago? What happened there? Everyone's like, what the hell? Where are you going? What's Schofields? What's Kenshurst? What were the prices yeah, sort of 10 or 15 years ago and what are they now? Yeah, people were, were considered farmers back then, but now there's apartment developments happening in Schofields and, and Sydney's, you know, far Northwest, which was, just, you know, which is actually still un- unbelievable. But was it 60, 70 Ks out? We are in, yeah, about probably, I think, between 40, 50. So, Schofields would probably be about another probably 5, 10 past the, the Hills area. But as to, I think to my point, it's, I think it's hard to, it's hard to fathom what's going to happen. But I think that it's, it's a long, long-term play. And this will back into the Olympics as well with the, with the inner city stuff and the infrastructure and investment by the government pumping money into the actual CBD. But I think that the back end uh, and the and the, the land sites, uh, it's it's buy it while it's cheap because prices are rising. But at the same time, uh, it's it's not a it's not a flip. Sam, what do you reckon, mate? Like I know that there were some areas you were and some areas that you weren't impressed with, and you're pretty vocal when we're on site. You basically didn't want to walk into one development. You're like, no, nah, not doing. Well, look. Um, the thing is, the thing is, I think I'm just going to agree with with um, with Louis saying that it is the long term. It comes down to your investment strategy. If you if your strategy is growth, I think that's not where you go. It's not the city to go to. If you want high yields, I have to admit, it's it, it's the it's 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 pretty pretty good. So if you want something that's going to give you a good return, you know. Um, maybe practically, maybe positively geared in your first couple of years, I think it's the investment to go to, but don't expect growth in the next, you know, three to four years. And I, I, I do see, I know government infrastructure is a big factor in capital growth, but, and, and, and I do see that there's some numbers that's going to be pumped out, but I also have to admit that it's going to take a very long time for it to catch up um, to Melbourne and Sydney. Um, so the way I see it is the, the investment opportunity is there, but uh, if you if you're after you know a higher growth um, uh, you know an opportunity, I, I think you need to head down south and um, find you know find better dwellings um, that would work better there. Look, I'm going to be contentious because we went there. We had an awesome night in town. Then we drove down to Wynnum, which was I thought beautiful. We're on the water, really really nice. You could see there's a lot of development from a brand new homes perspective. Um, and when we went south. 
You're spending $450,000, you're buying a brand new four bedroom house, double car garage with a good specification in an area that's what, 20, 30 30Ks out of the CBD. And what Louis is saying is you can't, it's hard to predict sometimes. And, and what we just saw is over the last six months, it grew 10%. Then we also saw that we got migration, it's the highest net migration of all the other states. And based on the, the numbers that we're looking at, the areas that we're looking, there's uh, a lot of infrastructure going in. You got that. Do you remember that Crestmead Logistics Center we went to? It's completing in 2025. They're spending $1.5 billion to make a whole logistics center. So that's a lot of extra jobs. It's a lot of infrastructure. Mm. a lot of people that are going to be paid good money to live near where they work. And back to Louis' point about Schofields and that whole area that, that – um, that what was it, the the northern uh, northern industrial park, northern commercial park, mm. uh, Louis, in your area? Whereabouts? Uh, what's it called? Basically, the whole heap of IT workers and, and the, the Norwest Business Park. Norwest Business Park. So have a look what happened after that. Norwest Business Park came in, and that whole area just exploded. You know, homes now, as you're saying, it's 40, 50 kilometers out of the CBD for Mel, uh, Sydney, and the houses are selling for 1.1, 1. 1.2, 1. $1.5 million upward. So I hate to be that person that says, no, don't do Brisbane. I've done that for many years. And I just think for 450000 4.5%, 5% yield is pretty good plus depreciation. Um, I'm not going to say it's my top market, but I will say that it is a market. It's something you should keep an eye on. And it's something if you've got some spare cash, it's a good, good, easy bet for the 5, 10 years. Not to mention Olympics. Yeah, I think. What, what if we get the Olympics? Yeah. Oh my God, the whole city's banking on the Olympics. And what happens after that? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, but on, on, honestly, from a, a, an investor's standpoint, uh, there's probably perks, uh, um, you know, from your property today, uh, as opposed to you know the general rule of thumb is to, to hold it at a certain time and see some growth, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I think if you want that short-term gain, I think it's it's definitely the way to go. Um, but if you are, are after a more competitive markets um, that there is, you know, that the growth is there, I think there are other opportunities. I don't, I, I, you know, Dom, I used to sell, you know, Queensland five years ago, so I was actually pleasantly surprised when I, you know, when we got we got to Brisbane um, two weeks ago, and I, I was just like, whoa, this is actually, you know, a really you know, it's been revived. There's 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 more building, so I I, I can see the I can see um, you know the growth that's happened there. I just think from a state's point of view, it's going to take a lot longer for it to be um, you know livable on in all regions as opposed to dense Sydney or you know metropolitan Melbourne. And what do we think about Sydney? We haven't really spoken about Sydney. <laughs> We all live in Sydney. You're you're in a brand new apartment. Sam's Sam's in the people listening. Sam's in a brand new apartment. His views are absolutely stunning. He's got the whole city in in, in the, as a vista. Um, can you I share to, it actually, Sam? Uh, Show I, us. I have to say that I'm a rent vesta, so um, I invest elsewhere. But I, I you know I, I pay top rent for where I want to live. So I, I think it's there's there's actually nothing nothing wrong with that. But 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 really. Um, uh, from a Sydney point of view, to me, I find it a, a very inflated, expensive market, um, and you need millions 
um, for you to buy in and the value you know the the dollar to value ratio is is completely imbalanced so I would rather get in early to other states like Melbourne or Brisbane um, and see growth elsewhere um, but but needless to say Sydney is still what did you call it before Louis superior what premier market premier Super- market called it like the superior something superior queen or something I don't know and and it is though I think yeah. it, but it is and people still want to live here it's, people still idiots want to pay $800 a week for rent like me because it's still a beautiful city so it holds its value there admittedly but you know I, I think also if you're a first time investor or third, fourth, there's opportunities to still pay six to seven hundred grand. You can't in in in, in um uh in Sydney pay six seven hundred grand for good, good value for dollar and you know and um lower your risk profile I guess you know less debt and and, and make money elsewhere. Mm. So yeah, I think yeah. Melbourne. I think Sydney is a good state. You're right. It just costs. I mean, Sydney's a good city, but it's it's. It's expensive, and you got to be prepared to buy something in areas that you you don't like, or you you you're probably not that comfortable living in. It's true. If someone told me mm. Calaville is one and a half million dollars four years ago, I would have laughed at them. But I cannot believe that this area, 60, 70 kilometers out, whatever it is, is one and a half million dollars, and I'm like. 60, 70 kilometers is classified as regional Victoria in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm, I'm being facetious, but it's true though. It's, it's, mm. um, it, it's so true. 60, 70 kilometers is like, whoa, man, you, you're, you're in regional, you're in new estates, you know, but it's so, not like that. Just, just so, so we can close this thing. So Kellyville is 36 kilometers out of oh, Sydney. That's okay. But, but it, yeah, it's, 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 still, it's, it's, it's still it's still a forty five hour drive from the CBD, but it's not and, affordable, is it? And and if yeah. you go where the more affordable areas are, so Marsden Park and stuff, now you're starting to move out to like Vineyard, Schofield. That's that's forty five fifty kilometers out. And yeah, sorry, yeah, maybe I was I was thinking push. I was thinking Austral Leppington, sixty seventy kilometers Orange Parkway. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. School's up. But even Austral is not affordable anymore. You, you can't afford to go. We used to go pick up house and land packs for 700 and, or 680, 700, 730. How long thousand. ago? Uh, last year. No way. <laughs> yeah, we had clients that spent $680,000 on a four-bedroom house. Um, beautiful, built by being built by Metricon. Um, you can't do that now. But well, clients that are, there are people spending a million dollars on land in Austral now. A million dollars on land. My God. That gets you something in a city in Melbourne. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's an exciting. income producing asset. Sorry. There's something that's mm. going to give you something in return. Oh, okay. Well, I, I don't want to, I'm, I'm biased clearly, but you know, I've, 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 my point of views. So if you're listening and you want to buy Melbourne, Contact me and we can have a good discussion. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to argue with me, I'm more than happy to, you know, so. <laughs> if you want to be convinced. Yeah. 
Okay, so let's put our bets in now, and we're gonna go. We're gonna jump back into this. What state is gonna perform the best, or what city is gonna perform the best um, in the next six months? Put put your bets in now. Whoever whoever wins um, will buy your lunch or something. What what's it out of? Brisbane, Melbourne, all of them. Whatever state you want. Oh, okay. Not that that changes your bet. Um. I'm going to say... going to have the most growth from now till then? From now till the end of the year? Yep. All right. Louis? Um, Total return. <coughs> Canberra. <whistles> Canberra, or, Canberra or Brisbane. But I think... I think the... The Melbourne story is going to be hindered, even though it's only been two weeks or three weeks, They however long they go through this lockdown, even if it ends tomorrow, I think the confidence, this second this second jab of of whatever's going on down there is probably going to is hinder them for the rest of the year and not in a bad way for the property prices over the next two, three years. Over the next six months, it's going to take them that recovery period again. But again, if we see if we see government stimulus come back in, like they already have, like they've not into the property market, they put uh, uh, into the just the individual uh, individuals' finances. If you you know you lose a certain amount of hours, they're pumping, you know, giving that job keeper or they're they're supplying that again. So there's still there's still stimulus coming. Um, I I don't think it's going to be the fastest uh, over the next six months, or it's going to not grow the most over the next six months. Tom. Uh, I think Sydney is going to pump over the next. I was going to say Sydney. So uh, it's going to pump, but if you've got one and a half million dollars, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the cost to get into. Um, you know, a city that probably won't really let you down. To be honest, well, it's never. It's yeah. there. It's never. I don't think it's ever really like if you look at the cycle of the graph of twenty years. It's it's never really. Never really been a bad investment. Obviously, people have mistimed it, and and it's gone stagnant, or it's it's dipped to it's dipped a little. But it's it's not like a, it's not a market that you've lost all your money. You know, if you if you buy and hold in Sydney, it's going to go in one direction, if you can afford it. Sam, you're obviously Melbourne. Um, I know Melbourne, but really just just because of current situation and the vibe that I'm getting, as well, and. The last, you know, the, the slowest growth in the last six months. I, I really have to say that Sydney would surpass just this year, um, just with the, okay, then the realistic factors. This mm. time next year, then let's do that. So this time next uh, year, which if you're going to invest, say seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, okay, what investment would be would perform the best? Um, on 750k, so, say 800 max. Uh, I would say, yeah, Sydney or Melbourne. I have to say Sydney by just, yeah, I have to say Sydney to be, yeah, Sydney. So, like a nice Sydney apartment, 800k oh. roughly. Well, it's 800k. We got to spend oh, 800k. Right, okay. Oh, maybe like a Sydney townhouse. Yeah, Sydney townhouse. Yeah. Jenny's cheering. She's happy about that. <laughs> she bought one. Um, from a dwelling perspective, uh, yeah, maybe Sydney. Sydney. 
Okay. Louis? I think I'm probably right. Over the next over the next year, um, a Sydney a Sydney dwelling that is ten Ks, ten to fifteen, ten to fifteen Ks out of the C B D on a radius. Eight hundred K? Even maybe eight hundred thousand dollars. What are you going to buy with 800K, 10 to 15Ks? A one better? Well, Bexley's 15Ks out of the CBD. Oh, that's Adder true. Adder you get a two-bed, two-bath if you wanted to. But, okay. But it, it, I, I also think if you if you extend that period to, to, to 18 to two years, I think a Melbourne townhouse will, will reign supreme in yeah, the right I area. I a Melbourne townie. I reckon 800K, I'd go buy like an inner-city Melbourne townie Mm. Um, and that'll pump over the next 12 months. You watch. The state's going to reinvigorate, but it's going to be a, uh, a renaissance around this country. And what I mm. mean by that is that once the borders open up, we're going to see some summer loving. Um, migration hopefully will start to early simmerings, maybe next year. And if we start to see some tourism, we're going to see huge numbers come out of the property yeah. market. All it takes is an update from the government that a few more bubbles are starting to open and that will just hype up activity and drive up markets. And I feel like when we reintroduce all the people that left, coming back, finish off studies, back on visa works, all this is, is just going to really shoot, um, you know, this golden country, you know, a lot higher than, than it is Um and we're going to see it. Do you think there's a Agreed. Perth story, Dom? Where's Perth? I do think there's a Perth story. Perth? Where's Perth? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, look, I think Perth story is really interesting. Peter and I have been talking about it a lot um, because we're watching commodity prices. Mm-hmm. Iron ore is like its highest level and it's going to keep on pumping because it, there's inflation. People are still needing to build stuff. Um, you know, we've got iron ore, we've got gold, we've got natural gas. There's some issues with natural gas or liquefied natural gas. Iron ore prices and the Perth market's really interesting. Even coal, uh, even uh, coal as well. So I think Newcastle, Perth are interesting markets for us to watch. And in Perth, you can go buy a house for like sub 500k, um, not far out of the city, but. It's, I feel like it's a different country. So I, I do think it's going to pump. We're going to see some really big numbers. I don't know when that's going to kick off. Um, it just comes down to the type of product. I probably wouldn't be buying a, an apartment. It'd be buying a house over there. Mm. We're going to have to go do a wealthy trip soon. Whoever wants to jump on that flight, what is it, six or eight hours on the other side of the country? But Bring our passports. Basically, <laughs> yeah, I've got to find um, But yeah, I, I'm interested in Perth. I really, really am interested. Mm. Perth hasn't done too much. Perth, its growth was 8.5% this year, so it's, it's been better than Melbourne. Um, migration in Perth was uh, Western Australia. It received 1,200 people, which is better than Sydney, which basically lost 5,000. Fellas, I think that's it. So mm. this is our state of origin recap. Nice mm. quick call. Um, any notes you want to finish finish this on, Sam? Um, uh, not really, but I I just think, yeah, I just think we uh, to conclude, you know, our, our discussions is that I think don't 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 get emotional about 
you know, lockdowns, um, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's, I think you're, um, I, I think it plays a, a minor factor in making an investment decision, but an investment is long-term and lockdowns aren't long-term. They aren't sustainable. So they might be a bit scary at the moment, but it, you, your property is not going to be locked down when it completes, say, in the middle of next year. Yeah, Louis. Any parting words? Any words of parting words? Words of wisdom. Um, uh, the footy heads out there, Tommy Turbo, anytime try scorer. Actually, I'll go to the Travois brothers. Head just anytime try scorer in New South Wales by twelve. And if you that's some jam right there. If you want to, if you do the 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 bitches pairing anytime try scorers, New South Wales thirteen plus. That's your investment for Wednesday night. Fucking <laughs> and look on that note look the boys and I or the fellas we, we're talking about six months 12 months that doesn't matter okay mm. we're talking about this uh, anecdotally we're talking about this as what we think the market's going to do if you're buying an investment you should not care about six months 12 months we're buying a 10 20 year 30 year investment it's yeah. a reason why we're buying something brand new. It's a reason why we're looking at the Olympics in 2032, why we're yeah. looking at migration and population data. Yeah. Short-term thinking is not what we're telling you to do. This is just a chat. Um, if, if you are making investment, it comes down to budget, it comes down to your comfort, it comes down to what you've got in your portfolio, but it's a long-term picture. So and don't get caught up in what we have to say about Sydney market 12 months. It's about what you can afford and getting something for the next 10 years. Anyways, I hope you all enjoyed listening, listening, watching, and enjoying the format. Um, stay tuned for more podcasts. And if you like it, like it, share it with your friends, all that fun stuff. We'll catch you all later. Thanks for listening.